0: Let me talk to you a lot about being prepared with My Patriot Supply. My Patriot Supply is the largest preparedness company and it wants to help you and your family be prepared for everything that is coming your way. Um, You know, we, we have to be self reliant as much as we can. And one of the things you can do if you know, I don't have money for gold, do you have money for food? Because food will cost you more and be harder and harder to find, my Patriot Supply right now is taking two hundred dollars off the regular price of their three-month emergency food kit. This is a very good investment. It's packed with breakfast, lunch, dinner, drinks, snacks, everything enough to feed one person for three whole months. and You can get two dollar, two hundred dollars off that uh, that uh, emergency pack now. Don't delay. The time to prepare is now go to preparewithglenn.com that's preparewithglenn.com it's going to come in unmarked boxes for your privacy um, and uh, and it, you trust me you will thank yourself at some day for doing this preparewithglenn.com
1: Here is the fusion of entertainment and enlightenment. This is the Glenn Beck program.
0: Well, hello, America. Glad you're here. I I want to talk to you about um, the Pope's death. Pope Benedict. He was uh, buried the or the funeral uh, that. Joe Biden was not invited to attend, but then again, no one was. Only officials from Italy and his birthplace of Germany were invited to come. Uh, so he is, Joe Biden is remains here in America, but is that the reason that he really wasn't going? There is a battle inside the Vatican, and I wanna tell you a story that I don't think I've ever shared before, on the war in the Vatican. And uh, I wanna take you through that and tie it to what Pope Francis has just said at Christmas, that there is a, what do you say, an elegant demon inside of the Vatican and a new book that is coming out that I would bet um, uh, Benedict actually helped write. It was from his right-hand man and it was just announced after his death By the guy who gave him the last rites, was by his side his whole life. He then said, oh, by the way, at the end of the month, I'm publishing this book, and it's a tell-all about the evil that was in the Vatican. I want to talk to you about a war and a deep state that I don't think anybody talks about except those in the Vatican, and it is really important. In 60 seconds. So we've taken a pretty good beating as a country for the past couple of years, and I'm sure you, like millions of other Americans, are feeling the effects of it. And if you're one of those people who are trying to sell a house or buy one or both, it's got to be pretty scary right now. If you have to move or you want to move, it's got to be scary. The rates are still, believe it or not, at record lows. I mean, you might be paying five, 6%, but that is, I mean, I remember growing up, the interest rate was 19%, and I think it's eight or nine percent is the average. So we're still lower than average. We've been living in a fluke for a while, and we're about to pay for it. You need the best real estate agent that can get you the best deal on your new house and on the house that you're selling. Please let my company help. It's realestateagentsitrust.com. It's a free service to you. You just tell us where you're buying, where you're selling, and we'll send you the name of one or maybe two real estate agents in your area that we feel are the best suited to really get the best deal for you. It's realestateagentsitrust.com. No obligation. You just interview them yourself and you decide. realestateagentsitrust.com. All right, so uh, let, me, let me start here. Let me start at Christmas. Pope Francis made a dire warning to the, the Curia, the Cardinals and everybody else in the Vatican, warning them to be ever vigilant of demons lurking in the Vatican. Now, this was part of his Christmas address, which apparently he has turned into uh, uh, an annual airing of grievances. Someplace in his Christmas address, he will put some things where he's, you know, kind of upset about inside the vatican he'll bury that in the christmas address so they've adopted
1: part of festivus into uh the vatican's christmas uh festivus yeah from uh of course the uh, george costanza's uh, <laughs> holiday right they had the airing of grievances as that's part right. of it that's right
0: well that's kind of so, what, wow. what it is wow kind of what it is so he said you have to be ever vigilant of demons lurking in the Vatican." Now. He he couched this, and you can read it this way, and this is probably what he meant, but listen to the whole story. He said, we could easily fall into the temptation of thinking we're safe, better than others, no longer in the need of conversion. Um, But there is an elegant demon who does not make a loud entrance, but comes with flowers in his hand. So he says this elegant demon is now lurking among the Vatican staff. Okay, so is that just something that he's like, hey, you know, everybody's human, and we should just be careful, ever vigilant? Could be, could be. Find it really interesting that he's using those words. Because I want to add something on top of that. Uh, Pope Benedict, who just died, his longtime personal secretary, has written a tell-all book that his publisher promised would tell the truth about. Dark maneuvers, mysteries, and scandals that sullied the reputation of Pope Benedict. Dark maneuvers. Hmm. This is a guy who stood by Benedict for uh, three decades. Uh, He worked with him when he was just, um, you know, father. What was his name? Ratzinger. Ratzinger. Um, then he was his personal secretary Uh he went became the pope's secretary and then when benedict suddenly left which was extraordinarily odd first time in what 600 years yeah mm-hmm. it's extraordinarily odd and the story has been that you know he fell and uh, you know he was like i i don't think i can do this job anymore and that may be true but Was there anything else that was going on? This book is promising to say, yeah, there were some dark maneuvers going on. I want to add a personal story before I go into part three of this. Um, I was at the Vatican. I've gone twice. What was the last one? 2011. Do you remember? I don't. It's a while ago. though. It's when they appointed when ratzinger was the pope and uh he had appointed a bunch of cardinals dolan was one of the cardinals that was being sworn in and we were there and i talked to dolan and i talked to many of the cardinals and i was supposed to meet with the pope at that time and it fell through at the last minute but i was i was hanging out with all these cardinals and I think they were the good Cardinals. I mean, you know, everybody has their own personality and everything else. But these guys were, they were like Mother Teresa, you know, St. Francis. They were, the, they were the poorer ones and from the poorer countries. And they were just all about service. And um, we took a, um, I had so many incredible life-changing experiences there that just opened my eyes to so much. And one night, it was before the cardinals were, I don't know. Cardinaling? Cardinaling. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know what yep. was they call it. Mm-hmm. But anyway, it was the night before. And I'm in this room with all of the cardinals, okay? And there's just a few people that aren't wearing these, these red robes. And, uh, and Tanya and I are standing there. And we're standing talking to these cardinals. And this one guy who was really our host that night, he was just... You know, when you meet people and you could feel the spirit on them and the kindness and everything else, you just know when you're in the presence of somebody who's really connected to the spirit. And um, and he said to me at the time, he said, uh, you know why this is happening? And he meant why so many cardinals were being called. And I said, no. And he said, there's a war inside the Vatican. And he said, I believe that it's a war of good and evil, he said. But uh, there is a real war because there are many political aspects. And basically what he described to me was deep state. There was the deep state of the Vatican that was going to do didn't matter what a pope even thought. And he alluded to the fact that Ratzinger or Benedict, Pope Benedict knew this And was doing basically what Donald Trump did with the Supreme court. He was appointing all these Cardinals because he wanted to stack the deck because in his words, he didn't feel he had very much longer that he could fight. Um, And I just thought maybe he's sick at the time, but it was like a year later that he retired. Um, And, uh, and so he said, um, You know, he's stacking the deck. He's trying to make sure that after he's gone, there's enough to hold back the uh, onslaught. And um, he said, and it's it's real evil. And so we were just talking about it. We're in this room someplace in Rome. We're in this room that it was enormous. It, It was a ballroom, you know, from, I don't know, a thousand years ago. And it had a map of the world that was like two stories in a football field long. I mean, it was unbelievable. It was like a movie. It, like if you were a supervillain, you'd have a desk in the center of this room. You know what I mean? And you'd have one light at the desk and the bad guy would be sitting behind it. And the camera would just show him and the whole map of the world. It was like that kind of a room. Uh, it was beautiful. And, um, and so we're standing there and I'm, I'm just listening to what he's saying. And this guy comes in and he was, he was one of the Cardinals and I don't want to identify, um, his role, but he was very, very high up and, uh, man, he walked in and he walked in with all these suits, all these politicians. And the guy said, that guy's the mayor. This guy is a, you know, uh, I don't know, finance minister, blah, blah, blah. And, uh, I said, man, The room got chilly and because I just felt like this is not a good guy. When he came in, he was like, you could feel it as much as I could feel the good on one guy, this guy. And he said, oh, oh, yeah, he's the there's there's that's the beginning. There's the head. And uh, he said, you want to meet him? And I'm like, no, I don't want to meet him. Uh, And he said, you you should. And so my wife looked at me like, why? Why? Why would we want to meet him? And so he came up, and what the cardinal was doing was, you just judge for yourself. Just say hello. This was the spookiest guy I've ever met. I, I don't remember the conversation. I just remember thinking, I want to stop talking to him and go way away from him. Um, There is a war, and I don't think, I'm not saying this to you know, bash the Catholics or, you know, have you question your faith if you're a Catholic or anything like that. Pray for the people who are in leadership positions. What's happening in Washington is happening in all of our churches. The evil has taken a foothold and there are good guys inside fighting. I'm, I'm, I want to get the, uh, the guy who wrote this tell all book uh, to be on and we're, we're looking at a another cardinal that we could get on that might be able to tell us some of the inside things that are going on that has been a little frank about some of these things but the last thing I want to bring to your attention is uh, when Pope Benedict was a cardinal um, he had uh, a lot of friends and they were other cardinals. And when they released the final secret, the third secret of Fatima, which if you're not Catholic, it's, it's just uh, a message from heaven uh, given to these, um, these kids, you know, right before world war one. And it said, there's a huge Russia is the problem. It's going to spread its error throughout the world unless her heart is changed. Um, and they she, there's going to be a, a world war coming soon. And then there will be a second world war and then a final battle. Um, and, it, you know, it, it happened years before world war one and world war two, obviously. And then there was the third one, the third secret, if you will, about what sets up the final battle. They released this and it was kind of like, uh, okay, that's old news. Ratzinger, who is Pope Benedict, said and this has just been uh, published that um Pope Benedict said the third secret has not been revealed in its entirety because the pope and uh, all those involved uh, would not allow it to be released or if he was the pope I can't remember which it was but but the but the power did not want to release it because it talks about a bad council and a bad mass and evil at the top and highest levels of the church. And that's the warning that was given to them uh, in, you know, like 1910 and it, it, it leads to the end of days. So I found it interesting that for anybody who believes in any of these kinds of, of things And if you believe in evil, I find it interesting that the current pope is talking about evil. The last pope is talking about evil. But I think they're kind of pointing at each other a little bit. You know, I don't think they're on the same side. I think they're both using evil, but I think they're not talking about the same evil and aren't Mm. fighting the same evil. And then to have this Fatima secret come out now, according to sources, it is from uh,
1: the Pope that just died. I find it fascinating. And to be clear, you're saying the book that is coming out is a tell-all book basically about Benedict and what was going on. And
0: saying that he was not the guy everybody – because they called him, you know, God's Rottweiler. He went through a lot, you know, with the press, but also – This book is saying there were internal things that were going on that I can tell you when he was the Pope, I heard at the Vatican that he was fighting real evil and there was a battle inside. It was like
1: the deep state. And this book was, you think intentionally withheld until, until after he he died. I think this book was, I, I could be wrong. I could be wrong.
0: But as I read it, He was so close. You don't write a book overnight. He just died. Right, right. Um, So he's been writing it for months. And this guy worked at his side his whole time. He's the guy who gave him last rites, uh, called Pope Francis and say he's dead. I mean, he was the guy with him all the time. I would bet you that it was written with Benedict. Mm. Could be wrong. But – there, there might be some very interesting things that come out of this book. Back in just a minute, let me tell you about my pillow. In case you forgot over the break, Mike Lindell is a lot more than just the my pillow guy. He's also the my slippers guy, right? He's the my sheets guy. Except you get all of those things at mypillow.com. If you use the promo code Beck, you're going to get a, a pair of his slippers. You're going to save $90 a pair. That brings them to $49.98 a pair. It's a steal. They have a 10 year warranty. Do you have any shoes that come with a warranty? You have any slippers that you're like, yeah, 10 year warranty. Something goes wrong. Are you kidding me? And a 60 day money back guarantee. MyPillow.com. Click on the Radio Listener Special Square. Save $90 on the original MySlippers. It's forty nine ninety eight a pair. And while you're there, check out the other products, the sheets. I love them. Uh, the slippers, the towels. Mike's got it all. It's um, MyPillow.com. Promo code is Beck. Call 800-966-3117. 800-966-3117. Do it now. MyPillow.com. Promo code Beck. All right. 10 seconds, station ID.
1: Welcome to the uh, Glenn Beck program. Hi, Stu. Glenn, uh, I don't have any good Vatican stories for you. I've got nothing to... you got nothing. No, I've got got nothing. I've got no, hey, I was talking to Pope Benedict one day stories like you do. Really? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Yeah. It's <laughs> yeah. yeah. You have, you've lived a weird freaking life. I have. Yesterday. Yeah. Yesterday
0: I was on your show. Yeah. And uh you were holding Sputnik. Yeah. <laughs>
1: And is exactly right. that is something, I thought about that afterwards. We've done some really weird things. There's been a lot of times that words have been said that I never thought I would hear. Ever. Right. From anybody. From anybody. Here. And I've heard. Hold Sputnik. Here. Hold Sputnik was one of them. Yes. I did not yes. think. Right. Hey, we're going to do a big event at the Temple Mount. <laughs> yeah. No. <laughs> never, <laughs> never, never thought. Never expected yeah. that. No. Yeah. No. And then yesterday you brought Sputnik, which you purchased. <laughs> onto the show along with like five other incredible things
0: i gotta tell you i gotta tell you i had i talked to somebody uh you know that was evaluating uh things and trying to put a price on things for you know for insurance
1: purposes Mm -hmm.
0: and i said so what do you think and they just smiled at me and said you have either a collection of stuff That will be absolutely worthless and probably (laughs) soon or you'll have you have an, an unbelievable collection and what it is is it depends on which way the country goes this stuff is and that's the reason why i'm collecting it because i i'll bury it i'll bury i'll dig i'll dig holes all over the country with my own hands to hide this stuff if need be if the country goes awry, there are people in in our own government now that would love to burn these documents, love to destroy our history and our narrative. And uh, that's why we have them here. Hold Sputnik. <laughs> <laughs> you have to see the uh, uh, stew show from last night. You can get it on demand now at uh, BlazeTV.com to see some of the new items uh, that we had. we talked about the bible that uh desantis used for swearing in and and also batman's fireproof program it's the real batman too not the movie guy the real one anyway um molly wrote in about her dog's experience with uh rough greens She says, I wanted to let you know how much I appreciate the product. Our dog, Darby, a very large 11-year-old German Shepherd, is doing much, much better since we've been supplementing her diet with rough greens. Her skin issues have cleared up. She seems perkier and less lethargic. She's on joint supplements, but her joints actually seem to bother her a lot less ever since we started taking rough greens. I'll tell you, Molly, when you start feeding your dog rough greens, you watch over a series of months and it took about a year before I really stopped seeing tremendous changes in uh, in Uno. Uh, so watch for them because they get better and better. Rough Greens, not a dog food, it's a uh, supplement that has everything they need. It you can get a free bag for your dog just to try out. Make sure he likes it or she. roughgreenscom beck roughgreens.com slash Beck. Get your first trial bag for free. Roughgreens.com slash Beck or call 833-GLEN33.
1: No rough greens for cats because cats suck. <laughs> That's an official statement apparently from Glenn Beck. I'll uh, give you more of those at blazeTV.com slash Glenn. The promo code is Glenn to save 10 bucks.
0: Oh, this is well, Stu. will You do, do me a favor. Um, try to find, try to find. I mean, I think this is good news. Try to find a okay. hole in this story because this is sure. This is this is epic. This is epic in its good news feel. Uh, Governor Kathy Hochul, who is uh, or Hochul, whatever her name is, uh, from New York. I don't live there. I Hochul. don't care Hochul, but yes, whatever. Um. Yesterday, she signed legislation permitting the process, it's environmental-friendly,
1: of composting dead people. Mm, wonderful. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. This is the uh, known as the Mafia Act of 2023.
0: <laughs> uh, rather than mm. cremating or embalming a deceased person and placing him or her in a casket, uh, this is natural organic reduction. And it involves placing the deceased in a reusable receptacle filled with organic materials such as wood chips, alfalfa, straw, uh, and then uh, heating it up and putting oxygen in there, and then allowing you know maggots and things to um, you know help with the deco- mm. you know the decomposing of the body. What a wonderful way to go! And then they take all of the teeth and bone frag- fragments and they grind them up, and uh, then you get. Uh, I believe the equivalent of 36 bags of soil. And it's wow. Yeah, it's really, really good. Uh, They're saying a single human body can yield as much as a cubic yard (gasps) of nutrient dense soil. That's fantastic. What a a blessing. And and cremation uses fossil fuels. Um, Mm. a A burial uses a lot of land. And has a carbon footprint. No, this one we just grind the teeth and the bones up, and we just put it in the flower bed. And
1: I then, can't. And th- then you can grow vegetables, and then you can make soil and green. I like this l- is. I'm pretty I sure how all that goes. I think this is how that starts. It's totally the first step to soil and green. It is right. It is.
0: It is. Now some. We'll say this is maybe beneath the dignity of the person and the body, <laughs> right. um, but I don't think so. I think composting grandma. I mean, what? We we'll get better vegetables. We 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 won't uh, put you know carbon up into you know CO two. That's so dangerous. The trees use it to grow. <laughs> You know, and there's only so much CO2 that those trees can
1: breathe in. See, and that's that's your way of living on, Glenn. Mm -hmm. Your your body will be soil that will help a tree grow, and that's your legacy. This is sort of like a granola sort of pitch, I guess. Well, it's, quote, perfectly appropriate
0: for returning vegetable trimmings to the earth.
1: There's some things I don't want to think about, (laughs) and this is one of them. Like, I don't want to think about waste disposal. A human waste disposal. I don't want to think about the process that goes on. That I'm glad it to, exists. I'm glad I it just, exists. I'm, I'm never applying. Su- I support it. Right. I support it. Right. I'm glad I, there
0: are people that do it. And I would give them, after a shower and a change of clothes, I would give them medals or whatever. <laughs> right. You are swimming in that stuff to whatever. fix it so <laughs> when I flush it, we're... God bless you. Thank you. Thank you. I don't want to hear or see you again.
1: I don't want to think about the whole process. I don't want to think about what happens before, through, after. I don't want to think about
0: shaking your hand, you know, when
1: in a week I'm at McDonald's. I don't want to think about that. I don't want to think about that, but I'm glad that- You exist. And like, look, I understand, you know, the the human body after you die, there's lots of things that happen and I don't want to think about them necessarily, but like- It does seem like a weird stance to take, you know, like, I guess you could make the argument. Look, if you happen to be some person, you know, you're some green protester who's been gluing yourself to things to protest the climate for your entire life. Maybe this seems really enticing. Right. And, you know, you want to do that to yourself. As you point out, seems demeaning to me in some way, but like. It's. I guess it's your choice. I guess it's
0: your choice, and you know, I, I, I think. I mean, if we could just get over the body is a temple, the body is you know something sacred. Right. If we can just get over that, <laughs> I, don't, uh, I don't know. As a as a farmer, mm-hmm. I mean, you you got a relative that dies. I got a wood chipper.
1: Let me just chip them <laughs> off into the. I mean, it's good for the soil. Like I, again, I I don't. Uh, to be clear, <laughs> yeah. I understand, like, fertilizer has a lot of components I would not like to think about, right? Yeah. But I really, like, if given the choice, would prefer my vegetables not grown in a decomposed human body's soil. And I know, like, I know there's a lot of sciency reasons that I should not care about this because, hey... You know, the bottom line is there's all sorts of stuff you don't want to think about when your food is being well, processed. Well,
0: I, I will tell you. I mean, it's you know, waste products. Uh, right. You know, are used as a fertilizer. Exactly. Um, and uh, you know, I don't. I don't want to think about that. There's something a little different though about a human body. Mm-hmm. And by the way, I've never. I've never driven down the street, and all of a sudden seen this glorious garden of eden that is a cemetery
1: that i'm like what are they putting in the soil that is making that look like that well i mean that's their point glenn because they're right they're locked in these boxes and they can't help the soil but like i don't know it takes about eight years for it all to kind of go away they say
0: for the body right but the body's still in the box right the box well depends on what the box is i mean if you're elvis yeah sure right you know I mean, you know, I mean, I'm with yeah. people who are like, just put me in a, you know, put me in a wood box, even a cardboard. box. I, I mean, just it does, you, you don't need to spend five thousand dollars. Why do I need a pillow? I'm really not. It's not like I'm tossing and turning in there. Jesus, I can't fluff this pillow up. Uh, I mean, even if I have the pillow, I can't get my arms up to the pillow
1: to refluff it once it goes flat. So stop, stop. I could see that, mm. but I mean, I, get, I like, I guess you should be able to make your own choice. I am, I do think it's odd to make this like a big public pronouncement, though. Like, this is the type of thing you put in the like the, I don't know. It was it? I guess it was illegal in New g- York, was it? Yeah. So it, you you don't compost people. <laughs> I, don't, mean, just, I, don't I
0: mean, this is. I mean, I think if you, I, if you I'm, t- I some... can't believe we live in a time where we are saying. Here, hold S- Sputnik. Right? Okay. Yes, I, that is a weird. That world. is no weirder than. No, a man cannot have a baby. Or no, we
1: don't compost people. But, but I, I think though, if you if this was something central to you and you cared about it, you should be able to do whatever you want with your dead body, other than like yeah, I don't leave it on my porch. I'm not saying not not nothing. Like, but could I, I mean, leave it on my porch? No, I mean no no there's no. some there sanitary is, right there,
0: there needs to be a respect
1: for the human body but like you could argue that you know again i don't, this is not my argument but you could argue cremation is a is weird too right what do you mean you're gonna you're gonna turn my body into ash and then no, keep it on your on your on your vanity board sure like, like i think that I, yeah i mean you, i i you know. might think that's weird but it's something that is part of
0: You know, I know God society. is all-powerful, mm-hmm. but I know that, you know, I get my body back at some point. You know, mm-hmm. if you believe in resurrection, you're going to get your body back at some point. I would rather not have it a puzzle where God was like, okay, wait a minute, I gotta, <laughs> we have this, and I had to get it at the bottom okay. of the ocean because you just sprinkled him higgledy-piggledy <laughs> off the back of a ferry boat. Thank you for that.
1: But uh, I mean, I know he's capable of anything, but I'd, not, I'd rather not make him work. You uh, obviously think that's kind of a weird thing. And it, look, I think you could look at that and say, hey, it is... Is kind of a different... Like a, no, my but dad so is burying. I mean, no, like, my every dad part was of this is weird. I know. My dad was... Yeah. Yeah. Every part of this is weird. And there's right. so if we, you are like... If you are...
0: If there's a dead mm-hmm. animal, a dead horse, you would bury the horse. Okay? You'd bury but like, the horse. the reason you for, wouldn't for that is... Compl- you wouldn't like... You know what? Hey, mama, come on. Bring out those <laughs> potato uh, peelings. We're going to put them on the
1: horse. Oh, he's going to be great for the garden. Yeah, you know, I mean... I no. think that happens. You're telling me there, there's not a there's not a bunch of granola weirdos out there composting their horses. That's absolutely happening. In fact, I think. It uh, m- let me tell you something. If those granola w- uh,
0: weirdos own horses, I'm already pissed. Really? They own?
1: Who are you to own mm, a horse? That's true. How it's not their horse. Dare you? They just trot around the field right. that you fenced in. <laughs> they <laughs> but better <you> know- <laughs> not have fenced it in i don't know i i think if you're weird enough to want to compost yourself i think that's a you should be able to do it uh, it's a weird maybe it's a libertarian in me coming out and just saying look you want to compost yourself go ahead you go go do that i do think it's weird that like it's the main thing kathy Hochul has achieved i guess you know what I, yeah, wait, no. hey i got human about composting done people have been clamoring yeah. for that for decades
0: i you know i guess i I wouldn't be so against it if I just didn't think we were cheapening human life yeah, uh, everywhere. It does. I mean, it's almost like you know, you go in, I mean, you you know, hey, I got to go and get my checkup at the VA. And all of a sudden, you find yourself on a conveyor belt that's leading to somebody's garden. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Right. I, I mean, <laughs> we we should slow down oh, on devaluing on. the human body. and you know, oh, I just put some chips in it. It's just as good. In fact, it's better. Oh, oh, is it? We're okay. at least six months from that conveyor belt thing. <laughs> yeah. I mean, come on. <laughs> <laughs> exactly right. Exactly right. Uh, that's a little pessimistic i believe we can move a little faster on that uh robert wrote about his experience with relief factor. He said i didn't think relief factor was working until i ran out mid-month after about three days the pain was back where it started can i tell you something uh robert this is exactly what happened to me i didn't run out i did the three-week quick start at the end of three weeks i'm like it hasn't made any difference at all Uh, within a couple of days i'm like ow 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 yes it does and it's gotten better for me the longer I take it. Anyway, uh, he said when I uh, stopped taking it, I realized just how much relief factor was helping. It's a great test for me to see how relief factor works. Uh, Robert, let me tell you something else. A year later, you still because I will run out, and I and it comes all back. It comes back, so I and mean, it's amazing. You don't feel it; it doesn't space you out or anything, and it takes care of so much pain three-week quick start just try it 1995 it's a trial pack thousands of people have tried it 70 percent of them go on to order more month after month which says a lot it's relieffactor.com 800 for relief 800 the number four relief or relieffactor.com feel the difference
1: join the conversation 888-727 back the glenn back program
0: Hmm. Well, welcome to the uh, program. Hey, Stu. Um, I give you another story. Here, hold Sputnik. Sure. I think we should use <laughs> yeah. that as uh, you know things we never thought we'd say. I. That's one of them. Mm-hmm. Here, hold Sputnik. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, here's a, here's another one. This one comes from the Guardian, the uh, the newspaper out of uh, the UK, and uh, you know they're they're just. You know, talking about all of the good things that the satanic temple has accomplished. (laughs) There's something that I never thought I'd say. All the good things the satanic temple has done. Mm. Uh, The temple has tackled prayer in classrooms, religious holiday displays, the distribution of Bibles in schools. It's now taking on another fundamental issue, the right to abortion. They are now fighting. Uh, the extreme force, uh, form of Christianity that wants to protect unborn life. Those extremists. I, don't, I mean, you just want to protect little babies? My gosh. Okay, keep your cross at home, weirdo. Um, hmm. So here's the thing. Um, the Satanic Temple has filed lawsuits in Indiana, Idaho, Texas, and Missouri in an effort to gain rights to religious abortion rituals. Religious, this I'm quoting, abortion rituals that the satanic temple said they have a right to do. Now, I go down a little further in the story here, and it, they say the, uh, the Satanist clarified that Satanist don't believe in Satan as a literal de- demonic being. But just a symbol of rebellion in opposition to authoritarianism. Okay, well, that'd be Saul Alinsky, but I don't remember Saul Alinsky and his religious abortion blood rituals. No? I mean, if you don't believe in Satan, but you call yourself a Satanist and you're part of the Satan temple, you might want to think about renaming it because I'm wondering. Who you're doing the religious blood ritual with these unborn babies uh, too? You know, I think Satan's really clear. If you're a little misty on that, you might want to, you know, you clear that up. You think? Yeah. You're willing to take that stance. I mean, I think I would be standing in the temple going, hey, if we don't believe in Satan, what's with the spirit? Spooky dark room where we're <laughs> killing babies. I, I'm just mm. in a in a religious ritual. Well, who's uh who are we sacrificing those to? It's not a bad question. <laughs> it's not <laughs> like just not one I thought we'd yeah. ever have to ask out loud. Right, yes. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And then have people somewhere in the country right now, there is somebody going, Hey, that makes sense to me. Okay, 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 never.
1: Hmm. Yeah. Again, there are lines, right? Like you can have you can believe lots of things. But if you're doing blood sacrifice of little children, I'm going to go ahead and say (laughs) that's over the line. I think so. I think so. But I'm you know, I'm
0: an old movie buff. Mm -hmm. You know, I Mm -hmm. saw all those Satan movies where they were where they were trying to pigeonhole and stereotype, you know, these blood rituals as something spooky.
1: Oh, yeah. You know, and so I am old school It's embedded in the culture now. (laughs) We have this negative yeah. perception when of human really sacrifice. all they're doing—they are just really
0: good. This is a collection of landscapers, and they just want to put those babies into a into a wood chipper and Get it to compost be, them. Can you imagine how rich that soil would be? Oh my gosh! Wouldn't that be, gang? You could not be further away from truth any kind of truth than living in America today. Well, no you can't. It'll be living in America in a week from now. It will be even further from the truth, unless we hold the line.